Today, Sally's going to bring us up to date with the current travel situation and um, yeah, there's plenty of things happening, some some gleams of light and also when you're travelling, you love to take photos, don't you? Some tips on how to be a good photographer. To a new RFM, we're talking travel. Sally Lucas, yeah, the, the situation changes all the time as far as travel goes mm, at the moment. Mm. So can you update us a little bit on the latest? I can update you, but before I do that, I can give you a tool to update yourself. Excellent. So this has come through because they realised that this particular company that people were sort of Googling umpteen websites to try and find out what they needed to know and it was getting very confusing. Um, so they've developed a website called the COVID Entry Check. And yeah. it's just all one word, covidentrycheck.com. Um, and it constantly monitors over 34,000 travel routes, 200 websites, and it link, it's linked to 15 data sources to help get the full picture for travellers. So if you're planning to go on a holiday or business trip abroad, instead of having to go into all these different you know, search sites, you can just do it here, and it's free, and it's always being updated all the time. So that's a, that's a great thing because it also gives you like green lane status, quarantine on entry arrangements, all sorts of good, helpful advice, um, looking ahead, of course, to when we might be able to travel overseas. Because, for example, I think next month, South Africa's opening its borders internationally um, already. Uh, and they were on a very severe lockdown, you know, from day one. They were only allowed out for, I think, an hour a day. Mm. Grog shops were closed, uh, cigarette shops. They're only allowed pharmacy or medical supermarket, but only out one hour a day. So their lockdown was was very severe. But yes, they're opening their borders next month. So that's just a good website to keep in mind. COVID um, entry check check dot com. Um, now, just to update a little bit here too, uh, Northern Territory, um, Qantas is going to start flights from the 9th of October, direct scheduled flights. From um, Newcastle? From Sydney. From Sydney. Um, Jetstar um, will also be starting from the 4th of October. And also Uluru, uh, three times a week, Jetstar is going to go from the 2nd of October, six times a week into Darwin. Now, you still have to complete a border entry form, though, and you cannot come from an identified active coronavirus hotspot. You just can, if you just Google coronavirus, it'll come up even, you know, health, etc. And each state has got their own. It's very easy to go on to that, any of those websites to check domestically what's happening. Um, so that's good to know. Um, and it said the Chief Minister there has announced that Greater Sydney will be removed from the Northern Territory's list of coronavirus hotspots early next month. And that so long as nothing else outbreak, of course, or occurs. So at least we know you can do that. Now, you could go from here via Brisbane, from Newcastle, if and when we've got flights Into scheduled. Um, but that would be allowed. I think there are some limited flights, but again, they can be hard because they're so infrequent. Of course, you've got to keep that in mind to make a fair bit of planning ahead for this sort of thing. Um, anyone who's visited a declared hotspot, of course, you can't go when we know that. But if you're transferring to another flight, you can. Um, and you've got to remain in the airport, follow the directions of the Queensland Police and health officials, etc. Um, if you had an extended transfer time, they're saying, though, you might have to enter a, a quarantine at a government-arranged hotel at your own cost. Um, but, you know, that, that would be highly unlikely in our mm -hmm. case. So all our flights only have, you know, minimal connection times. And you do, again, have to complete a entry border Mm. You know, so they for them know as who well. you are and where exactly. you come from. That's fair. So that's what's happening there. That um, is good news, Sally. 
Well, there is some good news, isn't there? Now, yeah. Virgin Australia, we all know that they've now been bought out by Bain and they're you know, restructuring what they're doing, but they're going to give you flexible flying now, extended with no change fees on travel up until the end of January 2021. Um, they're doing contactless check-in available online or via the Virgin Australia app. Uh, you can still earn your velocity points with them and a range of their other partners. They'll be conducting pre-departure COVID-19 health questionnaires, face masks and sanitizer provided to all guests. And of course, we knew we know all airlines lose that that use rather that HEPA high efficiency particular air filtration system, which basically it's using science to clean the air every every a couple of minutes. So they're all things that are updated on. Also, just one more, um, Carnival Cruise Line has decided to extend its pause in operations for Australian sailings. Um, they were thinking of coming out this year, but they're not now. So Carnival Splendour is um, won't be coming out here until at least January and Carnival Spirit probably not until May. But mm. we'll keep updating these things as they come to hand. Well, a lot of our listeners have joined in on our Facebook page and uh, talked about their holidays and where they were to yeah. be going. And cruises feature quite a lot. So Yes, they do. Perhaps not on Carnival Cruises for just the next little while. No, it'll probably be next year, I think, with most cruising, I would think, at this mm. stage. Talking travel, and if you go out on a holiday trip, and you might be doing that soon, one place or another then you'll want to be able to enjoy the memories. And how do you enjoy the memories? Well, you can take photographs. How do you make sure they're really good, Sally Lucas? Well, this was an interesting article I found, Jane. It's a gentleman called Matt Horspool, H-O-R-S-P-O-O-L. He's born in South Korea, but raised by his adoptive parents in Orange in New South Wales. And at one stage in his life, he went off and had a gap and had three, three months trekking and teaching through South America. And that's where his passion for photography was born. So he's an award-winning photographer now and he's done all sorts of incredible things. He, he then actually did a three-and-a-half-year journey around the world where he just kept taking photos. Um, so and he came back here in 2014 and, yes, he's um, he started to upgrade his camera and then he delved into Instagram and all this sort of stuff. So he, he said he just loves it, um, being paid to explore and document faraway lands, he said, it, but it's challenging, of course, um, as well. And he said often, of course, she said you don't get a lot of sleep because your best time to get photos are either sunrise or, or sunset. Um, and he's asked what his favourite destination was. It was really interesting. It was Kyrgyzstan and Tajikistan. He went there to do a project and he said it would be his most favourite location to work in. But having said that, he said also, of course, Antarctica and Western Greenland as well blew him away. He said, now, his great tips, he says, is pre-planning. So you make a list of screenshots and notes on your phone of potential locations to photograph so you can show people when you arrive and find out further information. Um, and he said pictures are, are valuable because sometimes locals don't speak English. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a good hint, I, th- I thought. So you've um, got a lovely picture. You want to take a photo of this scene. And, naturally. Um, you yes. just show it to somebody and they point. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> Plan your day around the best light. Well, I guess that goes without saying, doesn't it? Um, the early hours of the morning and during sunset, because the, throughout the, the main time of the day, the sun's at its harshest and that's not a good time to uh, be taking your photographs. Learn your camera system, of course, before you don't buy a new camera and not, not know how to operate it. I think I've almost done that. Um, yes. How old's your camera? Uh, yeah, well, it was, yeah, yeah. We don't need to go. You there. don't need to know. But, yeah, and he says you, you might have the most expensive new and flashy camera 
system, but you don't know how to switch between different settings, so you're going to miss shots, you know. So, yeah, please learn whatever you're using and know how to use it before you go. Um, is it something he's learnt over the years is that while a single hero image is great, a collection of images that tell a story is far more beneficial in the wrong, long run. Yeah. So that was really interesting, mm. I thought, as well. And he says, don't forget the smaller details of a scene and look for unique angles and viewpoints mm. as well. Um, and then he was asked, like, things he can't leave home with when travelling. His power cube, as he said, which is a, a little power board that fits four Australian plugs and two USBs. So oh. that, that's handy, isn't it? His pocket clothesline and dry bag, because mm. he could be out anywhere, of course. He might not always be in a hotel. A waterproof head torch. Yes. Um, and they asked him, was he a, a roller or a folder? <laughs> what, for his clothes? Yes. Oh, yeah. And he said it depends on how much gear he's taking and what camera. And sometimes he packs clothes around his camera equipment, etc. Yeah, so he says that for button-up or stiffer cotton shirts, he rolls and other things he folds. <laughs> Very fair. Uh, but Might depend on the shape of your bag too. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And he said the best food he's ever eaten, best street food, and he said – Every damn piece of street food in Mexico was fantastic, closely followed by India. Um, he said, I'm a big fan of street food and haven't been ill from it yet. However, he did get horribly ill once in the Philippines. But he said that was actually at a restaurant. And not <laughs> <at all. laughs> I'm sure everybody's had that experience yeah. somewhere. <laughs> he said, photographically speaking, sunrise has a better potential for great shots. But mm-hmm. his, his body, he says, I prefer sunsets. Mm. Um, but yes, that's usually ideal. And you, you do see some wonderful shots, don't you, that people even post on Facebook and so on of some fantastic morning shots. Absolutely. But then in winter you can get those beautiful pastel sunset shots, which I love. It's just a totally different look in the sky with your mauves and your pinks, you know, and your, with your summer sunsets, sort of more the blazing red or orange or whatever. But photography is a wonderful thing if you get yourself involved in it. And I mean, I've always loved it. I won't say I'm the best at it, but around our house, it's just full of images of where we've been. And, yes. and it's, it's a lovely thing to have. It reminds you all the time, even if we can't travel now. As far as we would like, you've got those wonderful memories there that remind you of where you've been. To NURFM's Talking Travel. And uh, we were looking at our Facebook page a little bit earlier and some of the people who were saying they couldn't go anywhere at the moment or the places they mm. had planned. But Sally Lucas, you came up with some really good tips last week and there are some other good tips you've got for yeah. looking to things, going to things around here. And the one thing I should mention, Jane, nearly everyone seems to be going to Mudge or Orange. So if you are planning going there, I'm warning you right now, you need to book a long way ahead. And even it's getting into restaurants is difficult because with COVID, some of them are only small. And so, you know, just be aware that it's not travel as we've known it and you do need to check in advance not just rock up because you might not get a room you might not get a meal um Mm. so just be careful but think about going a bit further afield you know do those places later and you know a friend of mine she comes from griffith or her family does and she one of her friends has got this beautiful farm stay just near hay you know so she said if you're going down the riverina way if you've got time to do a longer holiday and she's looking spectacular at the moment she's just come back because her mum and dad are down there in a nursing home facility just saying it's just looking absolutely wonderful so if you're thinking you'd like to go a little bit further closer to home we've got the wonderful van 
Van Gogh or Van Gogh, a special exhibition which is an immersive walk through light, colour, sound and fragrance which is at the Royal Hall of Industries at Moor Park in Sydney and you actually get a spritz of lemon and citrus or whatever it may be that refers to the actual painting that you... Wow. So that's, that's quite fantastic. Um, and don't forget, like, we've got the ACT and... The Tibbinbilla Nature Reserve in the ACT is a wonderful place to go. We've got the snowy mountains in spring, the spring flowers. Like everyone thinks of it as a ski resort, but as you know, Jane, it's beautiful in the springtime. Absolutely beautiful. Summer, though, mm, I think it's too hot and the flies took me away last time I was there in summer. I think they lifted me up and deposited me somewhere <laughs> else. But um, yeah, and even up here, like we've got the beautiful Ellenborough Falls, those lovely waterfalls at the back of Tari. Comboin area or you know the waterfall way you know going from Coffs up through Dorigo, Bellinger Valley etc you know any up in Armadale so look there's lots of wonderful things you can do in our own state the south coast I love of you know down south where they had the bushfires and desperately need our money to be yeah. spent and I had a friend just come back they've just done a tour around New South Wales and said everyone was so thankful everywhere they went they were thanking them for coming and thanking them for their patronage yeah. um, and she said it was great but they got quite sad when they got out round Silverton and Broken Hill because they haven't had rain for so long mm-hmm. and they haven't, she said, been able to have stock on their properties for two years. There's been nothing to feed them. Mm-hmm. Wow. She said it's ri- ri- riverbeds are dry, mm-hmm. you know, but there's plenty of other places you can still go and enjoy. And while we're talking about that, Jane, I've got a couple of little Australian ones here for when we can get to these areas. Hot deals. Hot deals. So iconic Kimberley, um, a broom to Kununurra. This is with APT. It's a touring holiday. And, of course, you're going to some wonderful places, uh, Derby, the Windjana Gorge, Tunnel Creek, Bell Gorge Wilderness Lodge, Drysdale River Station, Mitchell Falls Wilderness Lodge, Emma Gorge at El Questro, Wyndham, Cunanara, Lake Argyle, the Bungles. Uh, there's two departure, uh, three departures rather next year, 19 May, 3 and 6 September, and there's savings of up to $1,600 per couple on those dates, uh, booked by 31 December or until sold out. And there's another one called the Grand Kimberley Coast, 10 days Kununurra to Broome. And, of course, that is just wonderful because that's by boat. Uh-huh. Ah, the wonderful coastal trip. The cruise. The cruise. So that is just spectacular. As I've said to you many times, Jane, it's, it, I consider it one of the most spectacular things I've done other than Antarctica. So if anyone still has this on their bucket list, this is a beautiful one that APT. Uh, they've got the Caledonian Sky, which takes fewer than 100 guests. They've got a 10-member expedition team on board. You're going to see wonderful Indigenous art and all those wonderful waterfalls, etc. 15 May and 22 August as the departures mm-hmm. for that. Those and also um, within Australia, we've got AA uh, scenic tours rather have got 2021 22 early birds at the moment with a lot of savings on tours to South Australia, Tasmania. Western Australia as well and Norfolk Island. So yes there are things out there that you can plan for and also Uniworld just for one last one with the river cruises they're trying trying something different so that you're not mixing with too many other people it's called connect with your teens so they're offering the cruise just for families with a, a teenager 13 and over and they're putting on proper teen programs on these river cruises as well so that's something for everyone and to just have all families coming together and that's a new program that's going to start next year so that's something to look forward to as One well. One of the improvements to our life following this well, year. Well let's hope we can like... continue to look at some improvements and something to look forward to. Definitely. To a new RFM's Talking Travel. 
Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com. <laughs>